because um, I was born in Northern Ireland, I'm from Northern Ireland, it's a lot easier for the likes of myself to switch nationality purely because we can either be British or Irish um, and you know I was lucky enough to represent Ireland at the highest level and um, I don't regret doing or anything um, but I just feel like for me going forward you know I need a new goal um, I need a change different stimulus and um, so I thought well once I was at Sterling I just thought I think it'd be a good idea to and move nationality. Welcome to the Propulsion Swimming Podcast, where we aim to give swimming the coverage and publicity it deserves. Every week, we celebrate the sport we love with amazing special guests and topics from around the swimming pool. And now, here are your hosts, Scott and Dan. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Propulsion Swimming Podcast. I hope you all enjoyed last week's episode as we talked to one of the standout British swimmers of the last 18 months, Tom Dean. If you haven't listened yet, go check it out, but only after you've listened to this week's conversation on the only podcast that brings you all things British swimming. Yes, hello everyone. Another great episode for you guys this week. Uh, this week we're talking about a topic which you probably see more in other sports like rugby, for example, and less so in swimming. So I'm very interested to know the process behind it and why our guest today has made that decision. Yes, so that is Dan's rather cryptic way of telling you all that on this week's episode, we are talking a very different topic and talking about changing nationalities with the newest member of Team GB in that regard, in Jack McMillan. Jack was one of the two major swimmers this summer to switch their international allegiance, the other being former Canadian, now Philippine swimmer, Kayla Sanchez. So Jack, welcome on to this week's episode of the Propulsion Swimming Podcast. How are you doing? Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, I'm doing well. Uh, just training away um, here in Scotland. Great. So I, I kind of think before we jump into the bigger topic of this podcast, let's let's introduce our audience to you a little bit better. So where are you currently based? You say Scotland. You're at Stirling, aren't you? Yeah. So I'm based here in Stirling. Um, I've been here for the past seven to eight months. Um, so I'm settling in well. I'm enjoying it uh, very much. So um, yeah, um, I originally was in Bangor Swimming Club. Um, back in Northern Ireland, so, um, but now I'm based in Stirling here. So, and why was Stirling that choice that you made? Why was the decision to move there? Um, yeah, so we had a just randomly a time trial um, back in January of this year, and we were meant to go to the Antwerp um, meet. But because of COVID, we um, decided to just go to Sterling for a, a time trial. Um, so that was like my first insight of being away um, from my own pool. Because um, I've trained in my home pool for, you know, since I was 11 years old. Um, so I got to see the facility in Sterling um, when I was at that time trial. And I was like, look... I think this could be quite good for me, um, a change that I kind of needed at the time. Um, Brad and Steve, the coaches in Sterling, were very 
you know, very nice and generous to let me stay for the week to trial out um, with them. So I thought, you know, I, I think I was like, yeah, I quite like this, quite like the setup. Um, and obviously Duncan um, is situated here and we do similar events obviously. So I was like, I think this could be a, uh, quite a good change for me um, for the future. Um, so it kind of just started off like that. Nothing to, I don't know, like set in stone at the time. It was kind of just like, yeah, I'll give this a go, see what it's like. Um, <clears throat> did the week um, there, and I was like, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm gonna do this. And then quickly just got everything sorted. And by March then of this year, um, I moved permanently. Um, and yeah, I've been enjoying it ever since. Nice. So what, what were the major differences between your hometown club, which I'm, I'm, I think Bangor is quite a big club over in Northern Ireland, isn't it, in terms of swimming scale? Yeah. What's the yeah, difference you, between that size club and then the national setup that kind of Sterling has? Yeah. Um, well, for a start, yeah, Bangor was just, you know, a swimming club. It wasn't like um, a national centre or anything like that. We did get a good amount of support from um, the Sports Institute in Northern Ireland. Um, but yeah, as I said, it's just like a swimming club. Um, um, but obviously my coach, Paul Dennis, was you know very good um, in that way. Um, it was quite professional, uh, quite a senior squad we had. So it was quite good. Um, you know, got to the Olympics through that. So. Um, <laughs> there was nothing really specifically wrong with the setup back home, and um, it was more just to do. I just needed a change. Um, I hadn't had a change in training um, my whole career. I was in the same swimming club, same coach, pretty much most of my career. Um, so I was like, I feel like I need a bit of a change up. Um, and that's why I decided to go to Sterling. Um, also, there's more just of a competitive edge, I'd say. Um, you know, likes of Duncan, he's obviously, you know, a great swimmer. So it's good to get a push on through training and um, through him, um, which is probably what I kind of needed, like a different stimulus mm -hmm. from just being in my um, home uh, club program. Yeah, that was my question, actually. Duncan must be a big factor for your move. Uh, what, what's it like training with him? I imagine he's just an animal in training. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a lot um, different than maybe what I'm used to. You know, someone who's, you know, quite fast um, and, you know, considerably faster than maybe um, other swimmers that I've um, swam with previously. But um, I think I just needed that extra... You know, step up. I'd say, um, in training wise, or just, um, just someone to look up to, I guess, in training. Um, maybe it's not necessarily we're going head to head. It might be just things that, um, I just need to work on. And you know, he'd remind me of certain things or just small things I need to work on that, um, I wouldn't have really thought about, um, being back in my home program um, so but yeah it's been great um, training with him and there's been a new 
new set of guys now um, in our program who are a bit younger, so it's got, uh, got a different kind of dynamic to it um, than last season. Um, so it's been going well, um, some new fresh faces as well. So I was going to say, it's six months in now, you're starting to feel quite embedded into the program but obviously you said that there's fresh faces again do you feel kind of settled with the move now do you feel comfortable um or would you say you're still kind of i don't know duncan and the squad are still taking you out of your limits and pushing you where you want to go um yeah i feel like i'm settling in so they've had they have like a bit of a different training program to what i'm maybe used to in the past um They've got um, the Jan Albrecht model, um, which they use. So it's you know very polarized. It's um, very low intensity or very high intensity. Um, so yeah, I think it's um, I'm settling in well into the program now. I think at the start it was just quite different, something I'm not very used to. Um, so I was just trying to like learn how to deal with the different sets or the different kind of training methods that they would use um so but now that i kind of got over the first season essentially um i feel like for this season it's going to be it's going to be good i can proper like give it a good go now um and proper focus um, on the training dan you've been through that kind of change of going from a club setup to a big setup when you went to cardiff and so i'm at that center Mm. would you Obviously, you were there for how long? About four years, three years? Uh, two, yeah, two, three years. Yeah, yeah. Would you have any advice for Jack, maybe, from yourself? I'm putting you on the spot here. Yeah, you are putting me on the spot. This is unusual. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would just, I, it took me personally six to eight months to actually get used to being in a new setting, being used to a new coach, for example, as well. Um, I had to have a little job on the side as well, just to help with food and petrol, etc., like that. Um, so I would be patient with it, but you've been already, you've already been there eight months already. So mm-hmm. actually my advice is kind of flawed already to be fair. <laughs> so I just, it, it's time to push on. This could be your year. Of course, Paris is in two years time. That would obviously be your biggest aim, I imagine. And there's no better person to train with than the Olympic silver medalist, you know? So yeah. I think it's, it's all, it's all good. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just feel like I've had, you know, a good few months now to settle in, got, you know, a place here, um, and yeah, I'm just ready to give it a good go. Um, Brad and Steve have been very good with me as well. And yeah, it's just, you know, as I said, it's my first kind of change I've had my whole career pretty much of, you know, a different stimulus through training and a different environment, different group of people. Um, so I think at the start it was quite like daunting. Um, mm. You know, just didn't know just didn't know really um, my place, I guess, at the time, just like, just kind of in and out. But um, now it's like, yeah, I've got used to the place, got used to the training a bit more. So I think this this season and uh, next season will hopefully be good. Mm, yeah. That's that there's obviously um, a very clear reasoning and very justified reasoning in your move to Sterling. What was the decision making in changing your representation from Ireland to British women? Was it the fact that you're now embedded within Sterling and essentially part of British swimming up there? Was that the major reason? Um, so I'd say because um, 
I was born in Northern Ireland, I'm from Northern Ireland, it's a lot easier for the likes of myself to switch nationality purely because we can either be British or Irish um, from, from when we're born. Um, so I've had a British passport all my life, if you know what I mean. So for me, you know, it's very easy to think like that, um, to either represent Great Britain or represent Ireland. But I think just from when you're younger, you kind of just kind of automatically just um, go into the Irish Swim Ireland kind of Sport Ireland system um, when you're younger, just because everything that's funded through swimming lessons and swimming clubs is all through um, Swim Ireland or Sport Ireland. Um, so I think most people then just obviously go down that route of representing Ireland. Um, and, you know, I was lucky enough to represent Ireland at the highest level. Um, I don't regret doing or anything, um, but I just feel like for me going forward, you know, I need a new goal. Um, I need a change, different stimulus. Um, so I thought, well, once I was at Sterling, I just thought I think it'd be a good idea to um, move nationality. Um, mm. Obviously, there's um, more opportunities through um, swimming with um, for Great Britain. Um, there's more of a competitive edge. Um, you know, I can race Tom Dean Duncan at domestic meets and you know something I might have not got back home and so that helps quite a lot obviously it's it's a bit harder to get on teams obviously but um, I feel like once you get on the teams it's maybe more reward after that Um, but yeah it was something I hadn't really thought about it you know too much Um, I just thought after Olympics I was like right I've been to the Olympics, kind of what's next, um, what's my next goal, what do I really want out of this, um, like I could I could just call the day there, you know, I know a lot of people probably would, but you know, I, I want more, I want to progress my career in, in this sport, so I was like, I feel like I've got this opportunity to, to do this and not many people have or can have this opportunity so I think I need to you know take it um, and you know I spoke to Steve and my old coach Paul um, about about doing this and they said you know I think it'd be a good idea um, a good um, yeah, step into the right direction um, so yeah as soon as I got to Sterling um, I didn't really have that in mind at the time it was more just about, you know, changing um, training environment. Um, but w- once I was with, you know, all the British team members in Sterling, I was like, I feel like this will be a good a good move because I'm with everyone already. Um, I've left pretty much the Irish um, teammates by moving to Sterling. So I was like, it'd be a good integration then um, moving forward. Especially with um, camps and competitions, like last year, I had to keep going back to Ireland to do camps or competitions, and I could just kind of like 
just kind of like messed up the training regime a bit, mm. having to go back and train with a different coach. Um, so I thought, you know, if I move then nation, then it means everything will be through the one path, through the same route, doing the same kind of thing. You know, nothing will be interrupted in a way. Mm. Um, and yeah, I just think, obviously I'm still going through that process at the moment. Um, but hopefully it'll be worth it in the end. <laughs> yeah, it's all about um, kind of not letting your own career stagnate, isn't it? It's like raising your own bar and obviously you, you've seen this opportunity and you're grasping it with both hands. Mm. Yeah. Would you, say it's a, would you say it's a tough... Was it, was it tough for you to leave that setup behind? Because Ireland are very much going through a purple patch at the moment. You've got Dan Whiffin, you've got Shane Ryan, Danielle Hill, Mona mm. McSherry. It's, it's quite, a, you know, quite a good base at the moment and I just think Ireland's going to improve was it was it difficult to make that decision for um, to leave yeah it was like as I said <clears throat> I've been with Ireland you know my whole life my whole career um, so it was quite hard um, you know it was quite daunting just because no one's really ever done it in a way um, like went the other way um, I know Bethany Firth has done it, um, but from like um, a swimming point of view and not like power swimming, it's like no one's really ever went from Ireland to a different kind of nation. Um, so I, th it was quite, I don't know, like unsure, um, didn't really know how to comprehend it because I didn't really have anyone else to talk to about it because no one really had done it before yeah. um, and I didn't know what people would obviously think about it um, but there was there was no backlash from it at all no not really um, good. maybe just I know there's a few like uh, articles online and I've seen maybe a bit but I mean nothing really personally said to me or like anything that really stuck out I guess um, so it was positive enough and everyone you know around me was positive with it so I think that's that's all that mattered I guess um, yeah. so yeah it's just a bit different than maybe what would yeah be happening I guess back home like no one <laughs> has ever really done something like this so I mean, this is this is why we're talking to you. It is kind of yeah. a, it, I'd say it's a brand new thing in swim, really. But two of you guys, it happened in the same summer with Kate yeah, Sanchez yeah. as well. So it's yeah. kind of like it's it's an in topic, but like everything you've explained so far in this podcast, it it sounds exactly like the right move. And given mm, that you are sense. from yeah, you're from Northern Ireland as well. There there really mm. isn't any controversy in it, really mm. whatsoever. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I think that's probably the good bit mm. of it all is that I don't really need, you know, relatives or yeah. anything like that. Um, it's, you know, I've, you know, I'm technically British, I guess. You are British. Yeah, yeah, from, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, from the get-go. So I think, yeah, as I said earlier, it's just that when you're younger, you just kind of fall into the Irish system. Um, it's just the way it is, um, but yeah, I think, I think, yeah, it's 
it's going well so far. So I mean, hopefully, hopefully it just continues like this. And I've got you know camps and stuff ahead of me with, uh, with British swimming. So I'm excited for all that. Um, and we just did that uh, relay camp um, last week in Loughborough. So that was like my first insight um, of it all, um, which was great. Um, so hopefully, yeah, just being more involved um, of that side of things will be uh, good as well. There's obviously the training part of it. So let's talk a little bit about that relay camp because from the outside looking in, it looked like a guy's weekend shooting, if, if I'm right. <laughs> was there a lot of training that took place? Um, were you welcomed with warm arms as kind of a new face, essentially, for most of these guys? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was quite quite short and, you know, just got got down to it, really. Like, there wasn't really any mess, messing about. It was just kind of straight to the point, which is what I kind of liked. So it was like a, a girls one first, an all-girls relay camp, and then it was an all-boys uh, relay camp afterwards. Mm. Um, so it was about, I think it was two, two days um, it took... Um, so it was, yeah, it's just like normal training, and then um, quite a lot of, like relay takeovers, and um, a lot with like the camera system they have in Loughborough. Um, so it was quite cool. Um, and then yeah, we did a bit of bit of clay or pigeon clay shooting, I think it's called. So uh, I wasn't that that great at it, but <laughs> it was quite hard. But um, no, it was good. It was good fun just to get a bit of team building, I guess. In. Um, so yeah, that was good, um, and then we had a like a psychology kind of talk um, on the last day, which was quite informative. Uh, that was quite good, just kind of get to know everyone's kind of perspective and experiences, I guess, um, for, for like people who've you know already went and done it kind of thing. Because I think there was a lot of other new faces as well on this camp, uh, like a like a younger guys. Um, on the team as well, um, so it's quite a quite a broad, broad um, kind of group. I think there's about 30, 30 athletes there, so it wasn't you know just like you know Adam PD and all that kind of stuff. It was quite like a broad kind of group of people, which was quite good. Um, and yeah, no, it was fun. Uh, that was my first British kind of thing, I guess you could say. Um, and then. I'll, yeah, I think I'm going to Flagstaff uh, for altitude training in January. Um, so that'll be fun as well. Is fun the right word? <laughs> well, I've never, I've never done altitude before, but yeah, people have said it's quite hard. So <laughs> it'll be challenging, should we say. So how does that camp inspire your outlook for the rest of the season then? Yeah, um, I think it was very, yeah, very inspirational, very, like, quite overwhelming just because I feel like in Ireland, like, we don't really have, like, you know, people who've won Olympic gold medals, you know, numerous times, you know, someone who's, like, kind of already been and done it to then, you know, motivate us and inspire us, I guess. So I feel like that was a kind of a different dynamic um, you know, listening to people that um, have already done it um, to show their experience. So I thought that was quite good because, you know, people would probably pay a lot of money to actually hear these people speak. So 
I thought it was quite informative, quite inspirational. So that was um, quite good. Um, maybe something that will eventually happen in Ireland, obviously, um, to then they can give back as well. So I thought that was quite good. Um, and yeah, it just kind of motivated me more to then do that myself and, you know, progress, progress this um, over the next year and a half. Um, and I feel like I'm in the right place, right environment now to, to do those kind of things. Yeah. So for those who don't know, and hopefully Dan's research is correct here, your current PB in the 200 meters freestyle is a 146.66, which yeah. was your leadoff leg for Ireland in the 4x2 at Tokyo. So I think right now, based on this summer's worth of swimming, that's probably going to be good enough to get you onto at least a backup spot of that relay team, the 4x2 mm. for British swimming. What's the goal for that time? Do you think you could be part of the essentially the main final relay team are you looking to essentially swim it individually for british swimming how far are you hoping to take it yeah so i feel like the sky's the limit on this one um i've got really nothing to lose now um you know i've already been to the olympics so i think it is just now focusing and actually believing that you know i could get a medal out of this or you know be on that four by two or you know perhaps the individual and i just gotta say to myself like if i try to get an individual spot you know i'll be on the relay anyway so i think obviously yeah the time's gonna have to you know go down a bit and i need to progress that so i feel like as long as the training's going well and i'm performing well you know, anything can happen and anything can happen at trials and on that day. So I feel like I just got to, you know, not take anything for granted, not um, worry about this and that, not doubt myself. I just need to give it my all and, you know, anything can happen. But that would be uh, the main kind of goal um, at this point is to progress my time um, for this year, next year. And then hopefully then that will put me in the spot of where I need to be. But yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, it's not easy, but, at the, end, yeah, but at the end of it, um, you know, it's, it's quite good, the rewards after it. But yeah, as I said, a lot of people do tuna free. A lot of people can, can step up. A lot of people can, especially within Great Britain, there's a lot. Um, of potential as well so I just got to be my best shape my best performance as well and just believe that I can do it um, and yeah as I said I think this is the best best opportunity for me um, and yeah the next step is really just to be be in a medal position I guess or in a final position so do you already have the key areas in your mind of where you think you can make improvements or developments? Yeah, yeah. Um, me and Steve have been talking a lot about just because this is a different training um, program. You know, there's a lot of new things to learn, a lot of new things that I didn't really know before. Um, maybe just how the body works and all that kind of stuff. But it's just like small things that just have to work every single day and just be consistent with it. Um, I think that's really the key is just 
you know, if you want to work on something, just do it every single day and, you know, it'll start to improve. Um, so yeah, there's a few things that we're working on um, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully it'll just come together. Um, but that's going to take time. It's going to take consistency, um, and yeah, it's just um, it's just patience, I guess. Um, mm. And it's it's only around the corner, so um, it won't won't be that long from from trials and, and things like that. But um, I'm I'm not studying anymore, so I finished uni. So I'm just giving giving swimming my all at this point. And yeah, I've moved moved away from home, so it's pretty much um, just giving it my all for these next year and a half, and just see what happens. Um, because yeah, it's been tough these past few months, just changing my my whole life, I guess, um, for for the sport. So um, yeah, I'm just gonna give it my all, and um, we'll just see what happens, I guess. Yeah, I mean based on our previous conversations that we've had with Duncan and all the things we've heard up in Sterling, it, it sounds like you really are in the best place possible. And I know mm. both myself and Dan are really excited to kind of see what happens both this summer and the summer after that, because that that's the big one. Mm. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Uh, um, our final question was going to be kind of what advice would you have for people changing nationalities? But based on the conversation that we've had during this podcast, I'm going to reframe it and say, what advice would you give for someone who's potentially looking to step out of their comfort zone and change away from the club that they've known their whole lives? What would you say are the biggest obstacles that you've overcome and how would people go about overcoming them? Yeah, um, so this would this has been probably the hardest decision, I guess, I've had to make. Um, is, yeah, I mean, I've never never left home, never lived in another country, um, never really lived on my own, I guess. Um, so it was a hard decision, but I'd just say, like, if you think it's right in your mind and your heart, then I'd say just go for it because I feel like you don't want to live in regret, as they say. So, um, you know, obviously I'm just at the start of my journey, so, um, you know, it's hopefully going to pay off in the future. So, but I feel like if it maybe doesn't go your way, you know, at least you took that chance and seen what it's like instead of just thinking, oh, what if, you know, what if I went there, did that, maybe had this outcome. So I feel like if you are thinking of doing something out of your comfort zone, um, I'd say just do it because you never know what's going to happen. Um, you know, I've met new people, um, you know, living in a different country, seeing different things. So I would have never had that if I just stayed at home, you know what I mean? So, or, you know, different training programs, different ways to train, um, me, yeah, making new friendships. So I would have never had that if I never took the chance. And obviously this is a pretty big step, but it could be something smaller that you're willing to do, which then helps with the bigger stuff. So that could be uh, just changing swimming clubs within within your region. It could be changing coaches. It could be saying like, I'm not happy in this position. I want to do something else. Or it could be, yeah, just something small, um, but it could make the biggest difference. 
Um, and yeah, so hopefully, obviously it works out for me, but I'm just at the start of my journey. And so far it's been, it's been great. Um, so yeah. It's a no, no regrets thing. That's the, that's the mentality yeah. I had when I moved. Don't have any regrets. If you want to mm-hmm. strive for Olympics, then you've got to put everything into it. Otherwise, there's no point doing it. So I think you've yeah. done the right thing, I think, anyway. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> so to finish this podcast with our elite guests, we usually do some quick-fire questions just so our audience can get to know you that tiny bit better. Yeah. How does that sound to you? Yeah, good. Uh, so, Jack, what is your favorite event in swimming? Um, well, it's probably the Turner Freestyle is my main event, um, but I like I like the hundred I am short course. I think that's quite fun. Um, I like short course um, as well. Kind of events, they're quite they're quite fun. Nice. Uh, who is your swimming idol? Um, probably cliche. Probably Michael Phelps, just because. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I grew up watching him. Um, but yeah, probably Michael Phelps. Yeah, that's, that's right. Nothing wrong with that answer. Absolutely, nothing <laughs> wrong with that at all. <laughs> uh, what's the proudest moment in your swimming career so far? Um, probably yeah, making the Olympic Games. You know, that's everyone's you know kind of dream of reaching the pinnacle of your sport. Um, and just yeah, just giving back and uh, to people as well. What's the hardest set you've ever done in training? Um, probably we did a set uh, back in my home program. Uh, it was like four, four one hundreds off a minute, like three times. Um, short course, oh, so that was quite hard. Um, you know, just short rest, so that was quite hard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's not easy. Dan. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I was going to say, Dan, you used to train for that sort of stuff. Uh, not not that sort of speed, I don't think, no. <laughs> um, and final question, three spaces in the car. You can take friends, family or celebrities to a road trip down to Ponds Forge from Sterling. Who would you take with you? Um, probably take Conor McGregor. I like him. Um, probably just take my mom, <laughs> and um, oh, can they be? Can they be dead or dead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> probably take um, Muhammad Ali. Yes. Oh, nice. Oh, that's a good Ali car. and Connor in the same car. Oh, gee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I quite like uh, combat sports, quite good. Yeah, nice. Jack, thank you so much for coming on to this week's episode of the Propulsion Swimming Podcast. I I actually think it's been a lot more inspiring than I first thought when we invited you on. It's been really insightful. Um, And yeah, best of luck with the rest of your journey. Like you said, you're just beginning. Cheers, thank you, appreciate it. Yeah, it seems like you've got the right mentality to go on to bigger and better things, to be honest with you. I imagine that 146 will come tumbling down quite mm. quickly, I imagine, because the setup mm. at Sterling, like you said, is, I would say, one of the best in the country, obviously, with along with Bath and Lepper, of course. And so I think, yeah, I think watch out for this. Watch out for the name Jack McMillan, because he might be on the 4x2 relay, if not an individual. Who knows? So mm. good luck to you. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks. 
So that just about rounds up this week's episode of the Propulsion Swimming Podcast. If you haven't subscribed already, please do so on YouTube, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And me and Darren will be back in one week's time. Yeah, thank you for listening, everyone. And we'll catch you on the next one. You've been listening to the Propulsion Swimming Podcast with Scott and Dan. We want to thank you for joining us and invite you to subscribe to the show as well as checking out the Propulsion Swimming YouTube channel for weekly tutorials and videos to get your swimming fix. We will be back next week. Until then, we'll catch you on the next one.